Hey, Coffee Breakers. It's AC. And Scully. And we are starting our new launch of Mystery, Mystery Monday. Monday. Yes. So um, for this one, um, Scully is going to be telling us the story of Brooklyn Farthing. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn Farthing. Yes. Out of Berea, Kentucky. Yes. And if you want to um, have more information on this, you can go to Max. There is a documentary called, uh, it's a show called Still a Mystery. And this episode is called The Danger House. Okay. But this is a story of 18-year-old Brooklyn Farthing. Okay. In 2013, in Berea, Kentucky, um, it's a very small town. Like I picture like any town around here, really. Right. Okay. So small, rural. <laughs> yes. She was described as a, a country girl that she liked to dress up and do that kind of thing, like a Southern girl. Yeah. But then she'd go get her boots and go mudding. Like she would just do whatever. Yeah, I absolutely understand. She was the middle sister. I think she had two older sisters. They said that she was the glue to the family. Okay. And that she wanted to be a cosmetologist. Um, she had just graduated from high school. She had told her mom she wanted to take a month off, to kind of decide what she wanted to do. Like if she did want to go to cosmetology or if she wanted to do something else. Like I did the same thing. I took a year. I worked. Uh, yeah. But I, I didn't. So, but I absolutely understand the yeah. the need for that as well as the want for that. So in June of, yeah, of June of that year, she went to take her driver's test. Um, I think her sister failed, but she passed. So they were all excited. They were going to go to her grandfather's house for his birthday. Like she was going to drive to this. Like it was a big deal. And then she was going to go stay the night at a friend's. Um, They went to the grandpa's house, had the birthday party. She left with a friend with the intention of spending the night with her. Okay. I guess when school's out in Berea, they do like a big giant bonfire. Oh, yeah. And all the kids go out to this field hang out they drink that kind of thing which i don't under i don't support underage drinking i don't i'm not a drinker period but i understand kids go and yeah i mean it's okay so here's the thing i will never support underage drinking Mm -hmm. because let me tell you you can put yourself in a lot of bad situations as an adult totally get that but kids are kids and if they have access to it and they're they're going to do it and there's probably marijuana going around it was like a big too. giant party it was a big giant party so it is what it is yeah. like um brooke's sister actually goes with her like she goes by brooke yeah. obviously <laughs> her sister went with her but she left early so she was supposed to again spend the night with another girl and go with her okay um but that girl it doesn't give you her name she ends up leaving with a boy which started a fight between her and her friend because it's like we're supposed to hang out together yeah, and, and you're leaving me for a boy yes yep um, so she's like, Brooke's like, whatever, I'm going to find my own ride. Kick rocks. That's, that's going to be our new thing. Kick rocks. Kick rocks, homie. Um, so she noted a classmate. It was a boy who had gotten very drunk and that he could not drive. So she swoops over there to help him. She's like, I'll find us a ride so that you don't drive. I need a ride. Let's get out of here. So she finds an older man. Um, mm-hmm. it's a friend with her ex-boyfriend, Jared. So he offers... To give them a ride. They take, it just has him listed as drunk guy. So the drunk youngin gets a ride home. And then she's going back with this man. I have his name written somewhere, but not yet. It wants you to know at this point, though, 
Brooke and Jared, her ex, had been living together for about a year and a half. So apparently she moved out a little bit early. They had been together. They had just broken up. So she knew this guy through Jared. So it wasn't like a complete stranger to her. Gotcha. It was somebody that she did know by you, through someone else. Gotcha. You said older. What do you mean by older? Do they go into details in that documentary? I don't think that they do. It does tell you that... Um, I mean, he was obviously of legal age to drink. It said that he was significantly older than everyone there. Okay. So I'm picturing this is like... like 30s? Late 20s, early 30s. Gotcha. Okay. Because I think her boyfriend was 20. Gotcha. So, okay. Anyway. Um, Jared isn't at the party, but they still stay in touch. That's the boyfriend. So, moving on. In the early hours... Of 622, they drop off the classmate, and then this man took her to his house, which is kind of like on the outskirts of town. Um, it's not like way out, way out there, but it's like definitely farther than most. So it's a rural area from what you've described. Mm-hmm. So even if you're like in the city, you can still be out there. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, I go back to where I grew up and it's like a thousand people yeah. in the city limits and like that property has three acres in the city limits that's wooded yeah so you're not out there but, but you're you, out yeah. there does that make sense yeah okay so it's important to note that this friend that she's riding with is going through a divorce his home is in foreclosure okay it has no power and no running water so why he would even take her back there is kind of interesting in and of itself. Has no power, no running water. Is he still living there? Yes. Okay. And he's going through a divorce. Yes. All right. So Brooke calls her sister and tells her, you know, she's uncomfortable and she wants to come home. She's like, hey, can you come get me? Um, the one sister is too young and it says, Heather, the other sister is drunk. And she says, do you want me? The other sister's like, do you want me to get someone to come get you? And she says, no. That she will message Jared. At 4 a.m., she sends Jared a message that says, can you come pick me up now? He tells her, you know, I'm not done with work until 6, 630. Will you be okay until then? She writes back, that's fine. He goes, are you okay? And she says, I'm fine. I've been drunk. I've been drinking, but I'm sobered up. Um, She said that the guy that she was with was passed out in another room and that she was on the couch smoking a cigarette. Then at 426, so like 26 minutes later, in the a.m., she says, can you hurry? Please hurry. I'm scared. Um, he doesn't read any of these text messages until 530 because, again, he's at work. work. Yeah. When he reads her text messages, he notes that there's another one that came in that says, never mind. I'm okay. I'm going to a party in Rockcastle County. And that is how far away? It's like 20 miles. Okay. So 30 minutes. Yeah. So the family doesn't get concerned until the next morning at 9 a.m. when she fails to show up for a car show that she had planned to attend with a friend. Gotcha. And the family said it's very unlike her to not be where she said she's, she's going to be. Mom talks in the documentary and she even tells you she would always like, I'm going here. I'll be here. I'll be here. Like It was very much play by play. So for her not to tell you something was up. Right. And it's weird. I just want to comment that it's weird of can you hurry? I'm so scared. And then. To a few minutes later, 
I'm assuming, or are they time stamped? Do they give that information? 426 is when you get, can you hurry? Please hurry. I'm scared. Okay. And when was the next message? He doesn't get them until 530. And that's when he sees the one, I guess it came in right around that time mm -hmm. about, never mind, I'm going to Newcastle. So it's like 530 in the morning that she says she's going to Rockcastle, excuse me, for another party. Which is weird. About an hour after she sent. I'm really scared. scared please, please hurry. Scared. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to make sure yeah. I had my timeline. So the family contacts Jared. He relays to them every message that she sent to him um, about the party 20 miles away. No one knows anything about this party. And at 530 a.m. They're like, that doesn't make any I sense. Mean, most parties. I mean, even if it's an all night rager, everybody's drunk, passed out, whatever. By this time. At 530. Yes. Yeah. You're not still. You're not still partying. And if you are, you, you got the, the uppers, not the downers. Yeah. So it was, excuse me, automatic panic mode for the family. So they call the man. The sister calls the man whose house she supposedly went to. And the man says he got up to check his horses the next morning and she was gone. That's what he tells the sister. Mm -hmm. 15 minutes later, he calls that same sister back and says he's really scared. And she's like, why? And he says he's not sure if Brooke did it or not. But when he came back from putting his horses up, his house was on fire. What now? He Sister calls him the first time and is like, Calls hey, the older man. Yeah. Have you seen Brooke? Whatever. He says that when he got up to go check his horses, she was gone. So there's horses on this property? I don't know if they're his horses or he. they're somewhere near where he has to go tend to them. Gotcha. Okay. Fifteen minutes pass. He calls that same sister back to say he's really scared. And she's like, why? And he says he's not sure if Brooke did it or not. But when he came back from putting up the horses, his house was on fire. Which okay. immediately raises concerns for sister because she's like, why didn't you tell me this? To begin with. with. Right. It sounds like we, we were making stuff up as we go. Mm. So he calls at seven in the morning to report the fire in the living room. They report out to find a burned, burned out couch. Um, of course, the cops show up and they're treating it as a crime scene. Yeah. When they go in, they find Brooke's overnight bag. Cause remember she's supposed to stay with her friend. Okay. Her cowboy boots are there. The only thing that wasn't there was her phone. And the only thing that was on fire was the couch that was burned all the way down to the frame. So all of, all the material, basically. Gone. It's just the wood frame. And it's or just metal frame. the couch. It's not his house. It's just the like couch. Like the floor didn't get anything or anything just the like couch. that. It's just the couch. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. I'm sure there was some superficial around, but like the only thing on fire was the couch was the couch his house wasn't on fire gotcha so when the police get there her overnight bag's there mm -hmm. does she have a purse it it shows the bag and like it looks like her wallet and all is in that bag gotcha so all of her identification money access to cards whatever is still there mm -hmm. her boots that she was wearing i'm assuming yep which was her only shoe mm -hmm. still there still gone still there but the only thing that was gone was her cell phone yep and her and her okay keep, keep going so they start combing the area it's about sixteen thousand acres to search 
So, and it shows you pictures and there's like cliffs, there's giant sinkholes. Like they got horses out there. They got cadaver dogs. There was a pond. They got divers out there. They're pink. They're ringing her phone and pinging it, but they couldn't find it. And then it died. Yeah. Um, they pulled the records and they note all the incoming calls from family, but nothing after 5.30 a.m. is sent out. Okay. So 5.30 a.m., that text message saying that I'm going to some party in a different county is the last message. It's the last message. Okay. Um, it's important to note. So, like, this time they don't really know what's going on. So, rumors start. Oh, of course. And I thought that this was interesting. In 2005, so this was in 2013, okay. more than a dozen women with blonde hair had gone missing. So, in 2005, in the same area? Yep. A dozen? Yes. In the small, like, in and around the small town? Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's important to note when talking about the house, the mom said that if she felt like she was in trouble, where they were was like a cul-de-sac and like across the street was her Sunday school teacher. So she said she feels like if she was in danger, she would have been able to like get out and go to that Sunday school teacher. Or if she felt uncomfortable when he was passed out, she could have left. Like mm-hmm. mom's like, something's not adding up for me. Right. Because yes, they're out there, but she knows she's got people near her. Okay. I put um, Sunday school teachers' houses across from Creeper House. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're right. That's not because, how the documentary put it, though. <laughs> I mean, but there's no power. There's no running water. It's dark. What year? I mean, what time of year did this take place? It was after school, so summer. June. So summer. Yeah. So it's muggy. I don't I mean, I don't know what Kentucky weather's like, but I know in the South in June, it's muggy. Yeah, it's hot. It's hot, and you're in there with no AC. No water. And no water. And it, yeah, it's a creeper house. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I. So he claims that she must have fallen asleep and the couch caught fire. He has. it's <laughs> There's no clues because the couch is literally a crisp. Right. There, well, there's no fabric left. There's nothing to see. So that tells me that there was some type of accelerant potentially used. That's what I thought. Um, Because. Like, for it to go so quickly. Like, I know he's trying to say the cigarette did it, but I don't know of any cigarette. I mean, they, they, I've heard of houses burning down for stuff like that. But, like. But typically it smolders and it's a slow start. Yeah. You know what I'm and saying? And she wasn't drunk. Like, so, she, I don't know. You're telling me that it caught fire and she just ran out without her stuff? And it's not in any kind of vicinity? Like, she didn't call for help? It's in a cul-de-sac. There are other houses around. That's so, what I'm saying. Like, and how is, far is she going without her boots? Right. And if this is a girl that stopped to help this drunk boy at, I don't see her, like, burning your house down and being like, peace. That don't make sense to me. It no. doesn't It doesn't compute. No. Go ahead. So the man, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting. No, you're fine. The man claims he knows nothing. No, of course. Um, ev- Please look into this party in Newcastle. There's They never... There was no party in Newcastle. Heard anything about it. There's no party in Newcastle. Oh, there was never. I don't think she sent that message. She didn't. I, I'm, look, you don't go from, oh, my God, can you hurry up, please? I'm scared. To in an hour long pause or roughly forty five minutes to an hour long pause and be like, you know what, I'm just gonna go party. Like I'm, I'm fine now. I'm fine now. I you know with no explanation whatsoever. So they law enforcement never got anywhere because they never found anything in the home because I think the evidence was on that couch. If we're being honest, they never found a body or anything like that because it's such a rural area. And it's important to note that this mysterious guy, the the creeper dude, he works in road maintenance. 
Okay. So the sisters pointed out that he knows all the back roads. Road. He oh. knows all the little drop-offs everywhere that you could put someone. He knows. Nooks and crannies. Mm-hmm. Like He's been down those back roads that are barely like drivable. Yeah. He knows all of that. Yeah. So it's been 10 years since her disappearance. And there is, because it's 2013. Yep. And it remains unsolved to this day. They have no idea what happened to her. Well, okay. So I just we're going to jump into our opinion, and I want to say that this is just an opinion. Okay, I'm in no way slandering, libel, anything like that. I don't even know this person's name, but this was nobody to slander because we don't know name. Um, this is just my opinion, but given the facts of what you stated, it's not hard to figure out what happened here. It's very... It might be hard to determine the details of what happened, but this man... It's too convenient, right? Yes. It's so convenient. Like, okay, so you picked her up. You brought her there. She's having conversations with her sister and her ex-boyfriend. She tells the ex-boyfriend that she's uncomfortable, that she's scared. And then all of a sudden, she's not there anymore, but all of her stuff down to her shoes are. Mm -hmm. Like... And the couch is burned completely up. Yes. So, what in my opinion, in AC's opinion, what happened is he tried or attempted to sexually assault this girl. Yeah. And she either fought back or whatever. He probably strangled her because there's no blood in strangulation. Right. Right. So, but what we have to do, we have to get around, we have to get rid of any kind of physical evidence. Probably threw some gas on it or some type of lighter fluid, bonfire, like, charcoal starter whatever yeah and burned up the couch while after he got back from disposing her body and i'm telling you like see i think he lit it and then took off with her and then was able to come back and be like oh no my house is on fire knowing he said it before he left yeah absolutely and then it does kind of look like in the documentary like other parts are burned and maybe it's just because it was a hot heat which makes you think accelerant yeah exactly but that was my question because they don't they don't talk about it in this documentary. Like, did law enforcement ask one, why did you take her back to your house? Right. Why didn't you take her home? Why didn't you take her home? And then two, was an accelerant used? Like, it doesn't talk about that. Like, it burned down to the frame. Like, right. that's a good, that's a good burning fire. Like, right to burn it all the way down. Well, it's also it extinguished itself. Like, yeah. it didn't. It might have got some smoke damage or something like that to to or hot heat damage, whatever, yeah. to the surrounding area, but it didn't, like, jump to the curtains. It didn't... That burned down the rest of the house. Burned down the rest of the house. Maybe that's what he was hoping for, but it didn't. So why this area? And it... To just me, this area. It just seems so weird that more wasn't pushed on him. I know people suspect it's him, but it seems like there would be... Well, what what more probable cause do you need to, to to like truly investigate? I'm like ping his phone. Where was his phone during this time? Right. And like I don't know that they did that. I don't know that they did that. But you know what? This sounds like to AC. Boya. Boya. <laughs> That's kind of what I thought. Just because if he had a cell phone too, which I imagine he did. If he has no power and water, I'm sure he's got at least a phone. Right. And he's charging it maybe in his car or at work or whatever. But he's got to have some contact. Yeah. Like, what, where was his cell phone? Well, he said the sister called him. Yeah, that's right. He called so her back. He's so, he's got some he's type got a of phone. communication Where was device. it? Was it moving around after 530? I would love to see it. I like, would I'm love. very curious. Um, but this family, you can look her up. They still have, 
they're still very much wanting to just bring her home. They have a Facebook, they have different things. They just want answers at this point. Like they just want to know, like the mom said, she just wants her daughter home. Like she just, they dead or alive. She just wants to know. Yes, absolutely. Like this is goes back to what, like, I would love to be able, again, if we ever get successful enough to be able to fund that nonprofit, yeah. go out go there, go search that huge grid, area. search it, go, you know what I'm saying? Like triangulate where her phone last was, that kind of stuff. And, and then even still the, the dozen women flaunt and they look like her. So we're going to have to do, see if we can pull some records on that. Cause this might all be linked. In 2005, more than a dozen women with blonde hair had gone missing. Is I have slash kidnapped in that area. Right. And what if that's your perp and had been your perp? See, I, it could very well be. Has there know. been any more? Like, that's where I go. Has there been any more? Where's this dude now? What's he doing? Is he still living in the area? Is And then I, work, I wonder, like, he's in a work truck, right? So he's road maintenance. So I'm assuming he has, like, a work truck. Does the work truck have GPS? In 2013? I, probably in 2013, potentially. So, like, can we GPS if where that If the county was? can afford it. I'm just, there's so many things. And maybe law enforcement did it, and this documentary just didn't give enough of it. Of that information. And I hate that, because, yeah. like, I need to know. But I feel like there's so many questions I want to know. Oh, I have a list of questions. Maybe it's a, a situation where we might be able to reach out to this sheriff's department and see if they'll do an interview. That'd be cool. Well, we can try it. Hey. The worst they can say is no. I mean, I'm sure that's not the worst they can say, but that's what I'll take from it. You Fair. Know. But that is that is the episode for today. That is our missing our mystery. Our mystery Monday. Because it is. We still we don't know what happened to this young girl. No, we, we don't. We suspect, but we don't know. We have strong suspicions, but this is one of those situations that this was somebody's sister. This was somebody's little girl. like, And she was so young. And she was so 18 years old. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's just one of those situations where... She needs to be brought home. Just dead or starting, alive. yeah, just starting her life and trying to figure out where she was going to go. And like, she did have just went through this breakup, but they were still really close friends and like, right. still cared about each they other. They outgrew each other and yeah. decided to break it up. And, but still cared. Like, he immediately, I'll be honest, when watching it, I was like, oh no, I don't know about this boyfriend. But he, from the get, was like, are you okay? Do you need me now? Like, yeah, because I think that if she would have been like, yeah, I need you now, he would have. Bounce. And I think if this person had ever presented themselves, this friend had ever presented themselves as a threat, he would have told her no. Like, don't do that. Don't go with him. I'm on my way or I'm calling this person. Like, right. so I think even the boyfriend thought this person was okay. a trustworthy, like would not hurt He's her. He's your cool friend. Right. He's your cool, weird, older friend. But then I'm creeped out. Like, why is he at the the teen party? Like, he's that person that never grew up. And then you're going through a divorce. I'm like, I just. Are you going to divorce because there's a lot of uncounted time for Right. Is this the kind of stuff that you do? Like, are you creeping on younger girls? Because mm -hmm. again, you're having the mentality of 18 years old. Like, I don't know you, dude. So like no hate to you or whatever. Like I can be totally off, but based on the way the documentary is presented, you did something. And even the families, like he knows the back roads, man. Like you add it all together and then you add on road maintenance and that he knows these areas. Well, he knows culverts too. He's road maintenance. I mean, let's say there was a a sinkhole that had to be filled she could be in that sinkhole they said there was the sister talks about a giant sinkhole and it shows you this huge area that's all dipped in which terrifies me because sinkholes but uh uh whose car fell in one 
True. Um, and then they had huge drop off cliffs. So like it is such a large, vast area that if you don't know where to go, and I think he knew if he went so far or so deep or whatever, yeah. like he knows more. Oh, well, I'm really curious about the other dozen girls too, yeah. because assuming they're still missing. And I want to know where his phone was. Yes. Did you ping it? I don't know. We're going to start for you and asking people stuff. So but if you know anything, if you were in that area at the time, reach out yeah. to the Berea County <laughs> Sheriff's Department and let them know what you know. And let them know what you know. This family deserves peace and some kind of justice. Absolutely. And she deserves to be able to come home. Yes. So. All right, Coffee Breakers, we'll catch you on Wednesday for a true crime. Yes. Bye. Good night.